Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damn big that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted a ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. 
and you are listening to The Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. The network website, thefringe.fm. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. On our website, you'll find the archive for all the past shows, and subscribers will get access to that full show archive with all the montages, all the compilations we've made. I'm getting those uploaded and all of my books if you are a subscriber. If not, you can find the books on the website as well. All of that at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I don't know about you, but I feel like my perception of time is either spinning out of control or I feel like I have no perception of time, like time is standing still. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know about you, but I've been receiving more emails than usual from listeners who have been telling me that they feel my energy and my passion on the show and also whatever the subject matter might be, that it resonates with them. And I think that this is a very positive thing, of course, because that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, providing information. A lot of listeners provide me with information that I didn't know about. Sometimes we address those things on the show. But I allow that energy to take me from subject to subject. And before I began the show tonight, in fact, last night, Sunday, I took a piece of paper out and I had a show idea for every single night this week. I have a show planned, what we have planned for tonight, another show on QAnon because of this new conspiracy. Well, it's really a clickbait conspiracy. I don't know if you heard of the Wayfair, W-A-I, or W-A-Y rather, F-A-I-R, the Wayfair conspiracy, kind of like QAnon mixed with Pizzagate, mixed with any old clickbait conspiracy. I had another show planned about UFOs this week because former government officials are saying that there's a lot more information to declassify. That is a report from Newsweek. Pentagon has a lot more classified UFO videos, says ex-head of a secret government program. That also might be a clickbait conspiracy, as we've speculated on the Louis Elizondo and the Advanced Aerospace or Advanced Aerial Threat Program. I don't even waste time on a lot of it because it's just, it, it seems like, to me, when I hear about Flat Earth, I hear about Pizzagate, I hear about QAnon, I hear about the Pentagon UFO program, and how these things become sensational overnight. They become overnight sensations that people everywhere know about, whether they, they would normally be interested in UFOs or conspiracies. Everybody just suddenly has an opinion on the subject. And that that bothers me when you have a topic that otherwise would be inflammatory, it would be offensive, or it would be considered wacky. And then suddenly overnight, you have masses of people that just, that they know. Suddenly everybody knows. 
I, I saw someone post on Facebook about how Democrats are evil, how they literally, how they drink blood, and how this this is all proven within the new Wayfair conspiracy. And I don't know what much even exists about the Wayfair conspiracy. I read a couple of stories on it. It's pretty much the same thing. This company called Wayfair that sells uh, furniture and home goods. They were founded in 2002. That they, they, They're selling furniture that's so overpriced, and the names of the furniture ha- are kind of like the names of people, so they must be selling children. I guess Ashley Furniture is also selling little Ashley girls with every every bed that you purchase. I guess the Ashley comes in the bed standard. See, these things are so unbelievable, but people believe them so easily. And it makes me wonder why, because there are other things that are equally as unbelievable, and yet they're not easily believed. More to the point, the story of Jeffrey Epstein which will increasingly be on the lips of every radio host and everybody with a camera who does a YouTube show over the next couple of months as the Ghislaine Maxwell story unfolds. Epstein's huntress, I call her Ariadne, because in the myth Ariadne is the procurer of, well, she is, she, she's the, the goddess of mazes. She's the, she's the organizer of the maze, the organizer of the labyrinth. She presides over the labyrinth, and since... Ariadne becomes distraught after the bull, the Minotaur, is slayed. She she kills herself. And uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, of course, we know she went out and hunted these children down. By children, I mean people that are 8 years old, people that are 17 years old, but it also included people that were older than that and people that were younger than that. So... Why that story is reduced to a hashtag and why stories like Wayfair, you probably never heard of Wayfair. I didn't hear of Wayfair until this weekend. Suddenly, everybody knows that. Just look into the Wayfair conspiracy. It'll all make sense. What is there to look into? Some people on YouTube and a few articles? There's not really much information about it. In fact, the information that exists about it on subreddits is probably this is the best time to look at it and then don't look at it again after this week because anything that will help you to understand what that conspiracy is will will has already come out and will be out within within a week probably and and everything else from that point on will be pure pure not that wayfair isn't already pure speculation as a quote unquote conspiracy but everything else will be pure pure clickbait reddit garbage is what it'll be. Just like QAnon, just like Pizzagate, more more specifically Pizzagate, but QAnon as well. But but these things are they're cults. I mean, I I was just actually reading about the um this came out back and I think it was May of of this year that th- help me out here, is there supposed to be a a, a QAnon church that's 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 operating now? A QAnon church, like literally a new religious movement? I mean, metaphorically, you could make these types of comparisons. 
you could you could suggest just like with the Church of AI, you could suggest, of course, that there are parallels between religious belief, faith, dogma. That's the key word right there, and what people that follow Q believe. But you can make that same comparison to what Republicans believe or Democrats believe. They're ideologies. It's a faith. And you have faith in what you believe. And if anybody questions that faith, then, you know, if you don't have faith in your faith, and when someone questions it and it becomes unstable, that's why people tend to get upset, of course, because you're threatening their their paradigm. So all, all of this is happening over the weekend. And, and I I just, the Q, the Q stuff... The Wayfair stuff and the Pizzagate stuff, I, I'm going to do a show on that this week at some point because I'm so sick and tired of that kind of crap getting precedence, but not the stories of Jeffrey Epstein and the mazes and the labyrinths of networks and the horrible things that were on the Anthony Weiner computer and all of this. See, this, this isn't interesting because it's real. Because we don't want to deal with reality. We'd rather deal with fantasy. We'd rather deal with faith in something that we can't see. And we're certain somewhere down inside that it's probably not true. But I don't know what's sicker, those that believe it and think it's not true, or those that believe it and and hope that it's true. I hope they're selling children in armoires. I hope that they're raping kids in a pizza place because then I'm right and because then I have power. I told people about this. I informed people about this. It's lazy clickbait. It's not even journalism, but lazy clickbait garbage. It's trash. And journalists find one. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a real journalist in 29 years of my life. I don't know where the journalists are. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. Of course, I've, I've met a couple of journalists. I've had a few journalists on the show. In some ways, I'm a journalist. I don't really classify myself as something, you know, with a title, but I'm a radio host. I'm a guide. I, I, I help. But you ever heard the expression, follow the money? I'm sure everybody's heard that expression, right? Follow the money. You follow the money, it takes you to who committed the crime. And that, that doesn't really matter whether, you know, it's something within, you know, politics or it's something within religion or it's something far outside of those two, those two things. Follow the money. And as a journalist, or as an investigator, as and, and that's kind of what we do here on the show, we're, we're investigators, or I'm an investigator, you are too, you send me information, I do shows on that content, and we have interactions off-air. I'd like to do it more on-air, but it's it's become very difficult for a, a number of reasons, uh, primarily technical and uh, time-constraint reasons, because it's just me that runs this show, I don't have a crew, I say we but it's really just me, the show, and then I include you as listeners within the, within the we. But, you know, as an investigator, as a journalist, you got to follow the money, and, and you can't believe in coincidences. You cannot believe in coincidences. It's like the Thomas Jefferson quote. Single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of the day. But a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued unalterably through every change of ministers too plainly prove a deliberate, systematical plan of reducing us to slavery. There's a plan. There's a pattern. And if you follow the pattern, if you follow the money, you don't see things as simple 
coincidences, it doesn't mean that they're conspiracies in the context with with what that word typically is meant to imply. It's, it's, it's propaganda. It's a weapon to dismiss what is uncomfortable or what is a threat to some power structure somewhere, some ideology, so some dogma. So follow the money. Not allowed to really believe in coincidences as a journalist, as an investigator. It might be applicable to apply these, these ideas to the plethora of perceived and sometimes non-existent problems our civilization, along with individual countries and cultures, seem to be up against. We're always up against some problem. We always have some kind of thing we're dealing with, some kind of issue. That's generally speaking. Particularly speaking, you ever wondered why, let's say, a powerful company, powerful companies won't give you a, you know, they won't give you a break on your power or internet bill if you're a day late, unless you're really calling hassle them, and sometimes that doesn't doesn't work either. In fact, most of the time it doesn't work. But you ever wonder why these big companies like this, they won't give you a break on your internet bill. They won't give you, give you a break on the power bill and a late fee. They won't even provide you with personable service most of the time. But these are the same companies that want to launch 5G programs, and they'll tell you that the 5G programs, they'll allow you to have faster internet speed, right? You have faster internet speed. It's great. That's the selling point. Despite the, the speculated dangers, the apparent dangers, and the documented dangers of what this technology will produce, they sell it to you because you'll get faster internet speeds. So my question has always been, do you really think that these companies want to spend billions and billions of dollars so that you can access YouTube, Netflix, or Pornhub faster? You'll be able to download a movie quicker. You'll be able to get to the money shot quicker. I mean, I, I suppose it's as if the average person who's who's spending an extra 30 seconds with a download is losing that 30 seconds that, that could be applied to writing the great American novel. I'm, I'm sure all the people there with their pants down, masturbating to pornography or watching pornography, I'm sure that, that they could be spending that 30 seconds in a, in a, in a, in a more productive way. I'm sure the people that are browsing through YouTube at two in the morning, that 30 seconds or that five seconds of, of, of five seconds less of buffering, I'm sure that that five seconds is going to be put to good use. I'm sure the people flipping through Netflix, you know, you, sometimes you finish your meal before you find something to watch. I'm sure that flipping through Netflix will be made much easier by by these different speeds. I mean, if you plug your computer in, I never have lag time on my computer. It's plugged in. I have probably the worst internet connection you could get and the cheapest, and my internet runs perfect. I mean, I do the show out of out of out of my apartment with my little studio closet here. I don't need 5G. I'm hardwired. It works probably better. You get fiber optics if you if you're able to, if not just plug in. I mean, do you really think billion, million-dollar, trillion-dollar companies collectively just simply want to provide you with better service at no extra charge, simply out of the kindness of their hearts? And furthermore, companies that have lied over and over and over and over and over again probably and suddenly want to make it all better. You know, they, they, want, to, they want to make up for what they've done to you. Remember the Wells Fargo scam where they were laundering billions of dollars for Mexican drug cartels while simultaneously stealing money out of your account? And putting it into fake accounts, the fake accounts that were made in your name, or taking out credit cards in your name, or loans in your name, insurance in your name for cars you didn't even own. And when it finally all comes out and Wells Fargo acknowledges the fraud after they 
fired like 5,000 employees and said it was their fault. They collectively colluded to rip the customer off. Obviously, it came from the top down, and Wells Fargo said, well, we're going to put the customer first. They, they spent like hundreds of thousands, probably millions of dollars, putting out these big USA Today, New York Times newspaper advertisements, whole pages in the New York Times. You know how expensive that is? Millions of dollars. They blow millions of dollars to tell you we're going to put you as a customer first. I thought it was kind of implied that as a customer I was first. And, and, and then they went back and they rehired all those those employees who were given orders to do it. And then the, the, the head, Schloan, whatever the guy's name was, uh, he stepped down. And I'm not really sure if anybody asked why the customer wasn't first to begin with, but you know that's not really that surprising. So people get really upset and they say, well, down with the banks. But then they still use a bank. Sometimes they, they use the very bank they criticize, whether it's part of the Occupy Wall Street movement or it's something else. And sometimes people say down with the corporations and they believe that a socialist governing system with central price controls is a utopia, which never leads to... Of course, it never, ever. When has it ever led? When is a socialist governing system, when has a communist Politburo, when has any kind of centralized form of control ever led to black markets, starvation, death, spying, and mass genocide? Because on an economic level, governments can't determine under any circumstances how much to produce, where to produce it, how to get it to the consumer, and how much it costs. Only a free market does that. It's, of course, the free market system that that built the wealth and cultivated the decadence that allows for somebody to ignorantly and arrogantly and pretentiously call for that same system, somehow also grouping together sexual issues alongside of, you know, gender issues to, to be dismantled. They call the whole thing patriarchy, that they want the glamour of capitalism, all the benefits, and if they can't have it, they want to destroy it, even if that means destroying themselves, even if that means that the only reason they don't have it is because they choose not to acquire it. They choose not to obtain what the system would provide them if they they worked hard. They'd rather live on welfare or they'd work as minimal as possible and take other benefits because they have these ideas about success that are fraudulent of, you know, let's just, let me steal someone else's stuff. Basing a system on selfish greed and not merit. That doesn't really sound like equality to me. That sounds like stealing from somebody else because you're too lazy to do it yourself. And furthermore, being a coward and a pussy and having the government steal for you. Stealing from others. System based on greed, not merit. That's kind of the opposite of what socialists and communists claim, isn't it? That capitalism is greed. But no, no, capitalism is merit. Is there exploitation in capitalism? There is, but exploitation in capitalism is not capitalism. Capitalism is based on merit. Socialism isn't based on entitlement and greed. So it's always been confusing to me when people say that the U.S. is a bad place because our country is run by powerful financial interests and they exploit the working man and that somehow overturning the system will free the working man. Yet if you study history or even basic economic principles, you know that there are exploiters and those they exploit in the free market, of course, but everyone is exploited in a centrally planned economy. You don't choose where or when or how long you work or even if you get paid in a central economy. You choose nothing. Everyone else chooses nothing. Government chooses for you. And it leads to chaos and destruction. Just like, you know, Antifa goes out and fights what they perceive as fascism with fascism. And, and many people fight uh, that are anti-capitalist. They fight capitalism with capitalist thinking. 
They, they get to keep all the benefits of capitalism, they think, when they overthrow the system. And that's obviously not the case. What I'm getting at here tonight is the whole mythos and the whole dogma behind the Donald Trump administration. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I am not going to attack or defend Trump as a person or a representative. I want to talk about Trump as a cultural archetype and what it means because if you study history, you you can see incredible parallels. And and what I call the Trump administration, I call it the administration of a hundred flowers. It might seem like a strange name, but just type in 100 flowers and see what comes up. The 100 flowers campaign took place in the 50s and communist China, and they encouraged citizens to express their opinions about the communist regime. And people were reluctant, but they pressed and said, no, 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 tell us what you think. And so people told them what they think, and they got they got their selves, they selves killed. They got their ass killed, or they got their ass sent to some kind of work camp. I can't help but think the Trump administration is kind of like that. The whole administration, seeing who is with the republic and who is against the republic, who will be for the dismantling of the global system as it stands today, and who will support the system as it stands today. I think that's what we're dealing with. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'll explain in more detail when we come back from break. Don't go anywhere. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. And you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, 
the infamous Mothman, and of course the blue chicken avian shirts, among others like the paranormal desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. People think there's one reality. But there's loads of them all snaking off like roots, and what we do on one path affects what happens on other paths. Time is a construct. People think you can't go back and change things, but you can. That's what flashbacks are. They're invitations to go back and make different choices. When you make a decision, you think it's you doing it, but it's not. It's the spirit out there that's connected to our world that decides what we do, and we just have to go along for the ride. Mirrors let you move through time. The government monitors people. They pay people to pretend to be your relatives. And they put drugs in your food. And they film you. There's messages in every game. Like Pac-Man. Do you know what Pac stands for? P-A-C. Program and Control. He's Program and Control Man. The whole thing's a metaphor. He thinks he's got free will, but really, he's trapped in a maze, in a system. All he can do is consume. He's pursued by demons that are probably just in his own head. And even if he does manage to escape by slipping out one side of the maze, what happens? He comes right back in the other side. People think it's a happy game. It's not a happy game. It's a fucking nightmare world. And the worst thing is, it's real and we live in it. It's all code. If you listen closely, you can hear the numbers. There's a cosmic flowchart that dictates where you can and where you can't go. I've given you the knowledge. I've set you free. I'm Ryan Gable, 
And this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. You can catch the show five nights a week, Monday, tonight through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, at the same time each night. All the information is on the website, including our archive. All the promo pics and montages and all that. It's all on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You know that the idea that you, you could steal from somebody and that be considered equal because your neighbor has something you want. Your neighbor has more than you and it doesn't matter if your neighbor worked for it and you didn't. That belongs to you. Furthermore, it belongs to the community as a whole because it's unfair for others not to have what some people have. Uh, see, a lot of people want the benefits and, and, the, and the glamour of what they despise so much in capitalism, and they want that and believe that they'll, uh, they'll retain that when they overthrow that capitalist society, that capitalist economy. And a lot of people can't acquire what they want because, one, they have an unrealistic expectation about jobs and success and money. And two, it's because they choose not to work and they choose to live on welfare in some cases. And so if you have a system that's based on stealing from others, based on selfish greed and not merit, you have a system that is completely opposed, absolutely opposed to human freedom and equality, which is not having what everyone else has. It's having what you deserve based on what you've chose to accomplish. I mean, they, 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 there's always this idea that socialism and communism creates equality. It creates this better standard of living, but that's not the case, never has been the case, and it never will be the case. They, they say capitalism is greed, but capitalism is not greed. Communism is greed. They've projected and inverted the meanings of, of these economic systems. Now, of course, there's greed in any system, but a true capitalist wants to take care of their employees as much as they want to take care of the environment. They're not cronies. They're not extending their lot too far. They work within the confines of the community, and they support the community. I don't see Walmart as a capitalist enterprise. I see it as a very, very authoritarian corporate regime. The way that they treat their employees, the way that they treat the community, and the way that they don't even take care of their own stores. It's usually just a mess. It's disgusting in Walmarts. But you have this idea that if you get rid of big companies, that'll save all the people that are exploited by the implication that others have more than you, so it must be the big company's fault, it must be the billionaire's fault. That's why you can't pay your bills. So let's just steal from everybody else because that's a better system. That's not exploitation. It's always been confusing to me People say the U.S. is a bad country. It's run by 
horrible racists and white people and powerful financial interests that exploit the working man and that if we overturn this system, the working man will finally be free. You mean free to not start your own business? You mean free to not decide what job you do, to not decide when you can do it, to not decide if you're even going to get paid for it? To not decide if you're going to be thrown into a forced labor camp for the good of the collective. So, you know, if you study history, even superficially, or basic economic principles, you know that there are, of course, exploiters in, in all systems. There are those that take advantage. There are those that exploit. And, and, and there are those that exploit a free market system. You're going to have that anywhere and everywhere. But if your idea is to overthrow that system in order to replace it by something where no one is exploited, well, you've got the closest thing to that with a capitalist economy. If you want to turn it over to a centrally planned economy, well, that just means everybody's going to be exploited by the state. Now, when a country is, is, is see, this is the thing that's it's just so, it's always backwards. When a country is coming out of capitalism into socialism, all the flaws of the latter system are blamed on the former system. And moving out of socialism into capitalism, or some variation thereof, it's only mobs of uninformed people outside of that particular country that claim the terrible things occurring are the results of capitalism in that country, while those who live there know they are the result of the old system that's being overthrown. In this case, it's a socialistic communist system, and in Russia, they'll tell you all about, anyone who's lived through it will tell you all about, how wonderful and fantastic the Soviet Union was. Oh, it's a wonderful system. But all of this is an economical viewpoint, and there, of course, is a very important social component as well. It involves what you've heard me say dozens of times on this show. It's something that we talked about with Jim Mars before he passed away. It's that of the cultural revolution or cultural Marxism, founded on the only method by which ultra-elite powers can maintain controls by overthrowing all competition under the guise of protecting the people who are victims of some forms of power, who are the victims of some exploiting class and racial, sexist system, whatever they want to call it. There can be no room for dissent in this authoritarian system. And this is where we reach a very confusing crossroads in the discussion because many people believe that corporate control, cultural division, totalitarian powers, that these things are the bedrock of the United States of America. However, anyone who, once again, has studied American history should know, if you've done it objectively, that this is not the case. Others look at American history through this lens and they see that all the founding fathers must have agreed on the same thing, the same principles, that every single person had the same point of view, and that they all decided to make this a racist, sexist, patriarchal system of oppression that would unlock one set of chains and replacement for another. I mean, that is literally laugh-out-loud hilarious when you think about how some people view American history. You look at things like Powerful corporate control over government. You look at the expansion of the security state, the, the spy state, what people call the nanny state, spying on the general public, the expansion of wars of aggression and occupation, the destruction of basic civil liberties, basic civil rights, from censorship online to the limiting of free speech in public and everything in between. 
and people believe all those things are the result of liberty and freedom. But no, they're the product of subversive elements, those who are concerned with their own power or the overthrowing of American principles or the overthrowing of of libertarian-like principles. Now, do people get exploited because they allow themselves to be exploited all the time? Look at your standard relationship. Men and women exploit each other, use each other. Friends use each other, manipulate each other. Businesses use their employees. They exploit their employees. Sometimes employees exploit the businesses and take advantage of them and steal and lie. This isn't a result of liberty or a high moral standard or some religious ideology that that predominantly is present within one country or another. This is the result of human beings who are immature, who lack consideration for others, and who have no idea what basic freedoms are for other people. And since they're so offended that others would express a viewpoint different than theirs because their viewpoint is the only viewpoint that they have to shut down other people from expressing their points of view, and they call it free speech, not censorship. America stands for liberty of all people, not just a select few on the left or the right or those down the middle. It's really that simple. It's one word, liberty. That's the end of the conversation. And within that, you can have any opinion you want. You can have any viewpoint you want. You can have any religion. You can have any political identification. You can even be a socialist, be a communist. You can be whatever you want. You can be a Satanist. You can be a Christian. You can be a Muslim. You know, it's funny because what happens in a lot of other countries is Christians, Muslims, Jews, and all sorts of other people, Fulong Gong, peaceful meditators in China, all these people are routinely rounded up, shot, tortured, imprisoned. Not in every country on this planet, but in a lot of places. And yet then you, you, you look at the United States of America... Or you look at, I mean, even countries like Syria were very open to religious expression and freedom. I've talked to at least two people from Syria who told me, it's nothing like you think it is. If you're a Jew, if you're a Christian, until they started bombing Syria, Syria was not only a beautiful place, but Syria allowed for the open expression of every point of view. So I don't know what the hell your Western media is telling you Syria is not the enemy. Neither is Russia. Russia's not the enemy either. But they'll still tell you, Russia, that big bad Russia, they're trying to get you, that bear is trying to maul you. You know, if it wouldn't be for Russia, a little interesting piece of U.S. history, if it wouldn't be for Russia, there wouldn't even be a United States. You know, King George III of England, the tyrant King George, tyrant King George requested that the Russians send thousands and thousands of Cossacks, which are basically a, 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 a paramilitary kind of a group. They're mostly um, people that are kind of like semi-military communities, but King George III requested that they send at least 20,000 of these people to the United States. He requested it from Empress Catherine the Great. And uh, Empress Catherine the Great said, let me think about it, no. And so that also allowed for the United States to maintain its defense over England 
and establish independence during the war for independence. Oh, and also, you know that Abraham Lincoln modeled his Emancipation Proclamation off of a Russian czar in 1861. Alexander II issued his Emancipation Proclamation in 1861. Lincoln issued his in 1863. And it was around that time that Alexander II issued an order for his Imperial Navy to sail for New York City and San Francisco. They had orders to follow directives of Abraham Lincoln. It's standard, basic, pick up a regular old history book, and you can see this. Abraham Lincoln requested from the Russians that they help in defeating the South. And the Russians agreed on terms. The U.S. had to repay for the use of, of the, the, the assistance of the Russian uh, uh, Imperial Navy, but ships were sent to New York City and San Francisco, and they advised the Imperial Navies under the command of Abraham Lincoln, if the South attacks, if England or France aggresses further, the Russians will fully support the northern states. And England and France did not want a war with Russia, certainly didn't want a war with the United States. They wanted a war with the divided states. And they definitely didn't want a war with Russia. So whether it's the American Revolution or it's the Civil War, Russia was instrumental in the foundation of this country. And I wonder why people to this day still hate Russia so much. Maybe it's because in 1917, the traditional ruling classes of Russia were overthrown. The Tsar was overthrown. And the Jacobin financed what you call the Illuminati. Subversive communist groups took over Russia and obliterated the country economically, culturally, traditionally, getting rid of the habits and the customs, the four olds of what Mao Zedong would later say during the Chinese Revolution. And Russia has recently, in the last couple of decades, gotten out of this. I mean, even Khrushchev was was what Mao called a revisionist and thought Stalin was not necessarily a monster, but Stalin was far too strict, and that by having the collectivization of farms and keeping things as strict as Stalin had them, Mao was even worse, that it was really damaging Russia as a country. So Khrushchev backed off of some of those extremist policies. But later, the Soviet Union dissolved. Russia has become much more like America. Russia is going through their birth. And so that's why there are global elements that hate Russia, because once again, a United States and a united Russia would be hell for the powers that be, this time not necessarily in England or France, but primarily in China, although a tremendous amount of this power does come out of places like England. So sometimes I feel like I'm digressing, but we can pull this back around to the Hundred Flowers Administration. The Hundred Flowers Administration, this is what I call the Trump administration. I call it the Hundred Flowers Presidency. Because our open society, it's not an insult to other cultures and other ideas in other countries, except to those who feel wrong or they feel jealous 
or they feel like they've they've suffered some injustice. And so they become warriors to obtain that justice that they think that they don't have, but they do have it, but they want to go obtain it by taking it from others, stealing with moral superiority. Our open society, our, our, our normalcy bias, our decadence, and our outright stupidity, let's admit it, our outright stupidity in some cases, has been exploited, and advantage has been taken of us to convince the average person that they are not only a bad person, a bad human, for being an American, but for being human. Don't breathe. Too much carbon dioxide. Don't have children. Not enough space on the planet. Not enough food. Not enough resources. All these things are fundamentally flawed arguments. There's plenty of food, there's plenty of land, and there's plenty of resources. It's distribution and restriction to create artificial scarcity and to create fear and whatever's being sold. So this really can only be described as one thing. It's it's anti-human. It's cultural and physical forms of genocide that are developing, and also it's just outright eugenics, and that's part of what the global vaccine initiative is for COVID-19. It's, it's outright eugenics. It always has been, and it always will be, and it is right now. And as this subversive element continues to obtain power, many of us are too complacent. We're in denial. We're still obsessed with party politics and blaming it's the left, it's the Democrats, it's the right, it's the Republicans, that we can't see that the ship is being raided by pirates. And as pirates ransack the place, many of us have obtained the condition of Stockholm Syndrome, and we identify with the pirates. We identify with the captors rather than as Americans. We identify with what I call cultural BDSM rather than identifying with freedom and liberty for all. Why is that so hard to understand? You don't need to say, well, black people are free, Black trans people are free. Black trans people who are gender fluid are free. You don't have to go through and list every single identity. It's all people are free. We, the people, every person is free. And they are granted by their creator certain unalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have a right to life. You have a right to liberty, which grants you all the freedoms so long as you do not take them from other people. You have a right to free speech, but you don't have a right to express in an organized way through that free speech the desire to take other people's free speech away. That's the exploitation of the open culture and the open society. And I think it's a fundamental lack of, of understanding of what basic liberty is that, that, that a lot of us just don't see, that we can't comprehend that. What do you mean? Of course, black lives matter. Well, what do you mean? Black trans lives matter. No, no, not just all lives matter. Human beings matter. And if you want true equality, you have true equality. What is this thing about, well, some people don't have rights and some people... What, what do you mean some people don't have rights? There are two different kinds of rights. There are civil liberties and there are civil rights. Civil rights or those granted within a, an organized society that are agreed upon collectively. This is what we're going to have, a right to vote and things like that. Civil liberties are basic components of natural law. You have a right to defend yourself, but you don't have a right to kill someone else simply to kill someone else because you're depriving them of the very thing that you are preserving. 
your life and your liberty. However, if you're preserving that and someone's trying to take that from you, you have a right to defend yourself. And that might mean killing the other person who has abandoned their right under natural law when they've assaulted somebody else and attempted to take. It's gambling. It's like playing Russian roulette. Is it not? I mean, these are really basic things, I feel like. If you really want equality, liberty, that's equality. One word, nice and clean, hashtag liberty. That gives rights to all people and not rights that are granted by some government. That's a huge myth that's persisted in this country for I don't know how long. Well, the government told us 300 years ago how we should act, so that's how we should act today. No, the government didn't tell you how you should act 300 years ago. They suggested maybe if you'd like to have a republic, if you'd like to have a free and open society where all people are equal, then yeah, you should act this way. But the government wasn't established to give you those rights. God gave you those rights. Not the God of the Bible, in my opinion. Not the guy of a lot of Republican conservatives but the god of nature, the goddess, whatever you want to call it. When you were born, your mom, when you were born, that gave you that right. Black, white, Muslim, Jew, Christian, trans, doesn't freaking matter. But because we don't, we don't zoom in, and we don't look, okay, that person has brown skin, that person has slightly whiter skin, they're more racist than that, and they get out the Crayola color wheel and start spinning it to see who's more racist than other people. And then you get out the religious wheel and you put that on top and then you spin it. And even if you've got a black person who's trans and who has gender fluidity, they don't stand a chance against a standard heterosexual white Jew. Jews take precedence over all culturally and societally. You ever notice that? You notice how many black people get in trouble as equally as any other group of people? You notice how Gentiles get in trouble? You notice how people just eat each other? You notice how liberty gives rights to all people? Liberty is the foundation for freedom for all, and yet there's just some, something about that that just it bugs people. It's like, no, 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 I, I, want, I want these lives to matter. Well, they do. And if you say that only those lives matter and you focus solely on that, you are taking energy and liberty away from other people. We don't need special rights. We, there's no such thing as a hate crime. There's only crime. Hate is implied through the crime. It's that simple. You commit a crime. Doesn't matter. It's a crime. It could be a crime of passion. It could be a crime of violation of state law. Or it could be a crime of a violation, murder of basic natural human or God-given law. The government, the republic, is there to protect that. To preserve it. Not to dictate to you but to tell others that you can't take those things away from people. But see, we're caught up in being victims because it's currency. I'm a victim, and the more things that you can become a victim of, you go, you, you turn you know, gay, and then you turn whatever the identifications are. You go LGBTQ all the way through the alphabet. You turn one of those things, and then you have the special right to speak out over other people. You know, another thing that doesn't make any sense is that, is that this is really just unbelievable. The one thing that doesn't make really any sense at all is, is historically, like, you know how many other countries it was? It's like the Spanish, the French, the English, the Russians were on the West Coast pr predominantly at the beginning of before, you know, even the, 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 the American Revolution was fought. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out West. The Russians had colonies in what is now... Uh, Alaska down through San Francisco and even further south to what is now San Diego. 
The Russian had, Russians had places all the way down the coast. It was like, so you had Russians, you had English, you had French, you had all these different countries. It's like nobody goes back and like, well, America's bad, sure, but what about the Spanish? What about the French? We should destroy France because there were French people in the United States. We should destroy Russia because there were Russians on the West Coast. And this country was founded on Masada. No, it sounded like this country was founded on the general collective acceptance of all people. And then there were some assholes who decided, I want to take advantage of other people. And then the union was formed to preserve the rights of all, all people. Or you'd be Russian, French, Irish, Scottish, German, doesn't really matter. And then you look back on history and people are like, well, you know what? You don't have those rights because, you know, during World War II, like the Japanese in the U.S., Japanese citizens, they had their rights taken away and they were put in internment camps. Well, they had their rights taken away wrongfully. That doesn't mean the Republic took away their rights. It means that a tyrant who didn't understand the tenet or principle of liberty took away their rights. It doesn't mean liberty and freedom. Liberty and freedom can't take away your rights. It grants you those rights by identification with a basic fundamental natural law of when you pop out of your mom's womb or when you're born in the jungle. It's the law of the jungle. Isn't that kind of funny because George Bush Sr., remember when he gave his New World Order speech in the White House and he said, where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, will govern the conduct of all nations. Well, the law of the jungle is I have a right to self-defense. So if it's not going to be the law of the jungle, it's going to be the rule of what? It's going to be the rule of the United Nations that says I can't have a right to self-defense. I can't have a, a right to defend myself in any way, which is what the Second Amendment grants, the right to bear arms, arms or weapons, not necessarily guns. It's the right to bear arms. It's the right to self-defense. Not the right to bear weapons of, uh, of a gunpowder nature. It's the right to self-defense. Because the republic is meant to preserve liberty for all. When a representative of the people, not an authority, not an authority, but when a representative of the people violates this, when they dismiss and disregard and neglect that power, they're no longer representatives of the people and they no longer hold power granted by the people. The U.S. is not a democracy ruled by a freaking mob. And people say, well, you look around and that's, that's all I see. Well, sure, it's all you see, but that's not what the country is. Those are subversive elements taking advantage of an open and moral free society. See what I'm talking about? It's This it, is a democratic republic founded on the principles of liberty for all people at all times, regardless of all the things that other groups claim to focus on as inherently important. And those things that other groups decry injustices over and seek preferential treatment over Use groups of people, whether they're women or blacks, as shields against criticism of their ultimate goal. And it's my belief that the Trump administration is being utilized as part of a hundred flowers campaign, like out of communist China, to see who will support the republic, who will support liberty for all, and who will roll over, take their pants off, and get the lube out, who will bend over the barrel, who will abandon their citizenship and pledge their allegiance to what people call the New World Order, pledge their allegiance to the UN system where the where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. Read my lips. No new taxes. No new civil rights. No new civil liberties. You will bow to me. You will bow to the UN. 
Just because people sold the country out, just because people used the country to commit atrocities, doesn't mean the country is founded on that. The historical arrogance and ignorance is so profound, it gives me a physical headache. And I don't know one-tenth of a percent of what some people do about American history, or any history for that matter. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to get more into the 100 Flowers administration when we come back from break. I just think it's being used to see who will stand for humanity and who will sell humanity out. It's very much like the trials and tribulations and the end times. Who stands with God? Who stands with the devil? Who stands with the republic and who stands with the global system run by the United Nations and unelected billionaire elitist? Who stands with that? Who stands with freedom and liberty? Well, at least we have a right to self-defense preserved in our country. If not, it, it, it might be like, well, those people that support the republic, we just have to get rid of them, which is what they did in China. Anybody who was voicing their opinion and said, hey, you know, I think the nationalists before the communists took over, I think the nationalists had it right. Boom. They blew your head off. And they're talking about that with Trump supporters. They get Trump out of office, and that's what they want. They want a violent overthrow. And people say, well, that's not a conspiracy. No, that's just what they're saying on television. I don't don't even watch television, and I see it. Anyway, I'm digressing. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after break. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. 
That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm. Call the station at 501-777-5631 or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative, between the official story and clickbait conspiracy. It lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm, and www.thesecretteachings.info. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. A reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, five nights a week at the same time each night. You can contact us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And find our website by searching www.thesecretteachings.info. Single Acts of Tyranny, Thomas Jefferson said, may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of a day, but a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued unalterably through every change of ministers to plainly prove a deliberate systematical plan of reducing us to slavery. And oh boy, if you haven't seen the plan, you have not been paying attention. There absolutely is a plan. And this plan has been written about throughout history because other countries have experienced this plan. You know, the Russians experienced it in 1917. The Germans experienced it temporarily in the early 1930s. And other countries have experienced it. Cuba, Cambodia, Venezuela. Lots of countries have gone through the same kind of power struggle. And it always seems to be the same power struggle. You know what I realized that was kind of weird? 
And just stay with me for a moment. Because, see, I believe that all people are free and all people are equal. And I don't have to identify one group of people as being more equal than another. But I do need to address something that's kind of strange. And I hope that you understand where I'm coming from. But I watch a lot of these, like, rally videos. People will send them to me or I'll see them. Sometimes I see them on on InfoWars or wherever I'm looking. But I watch a lot of these rallies. You notice a lot of the people that are running these groups, whether it's Me Too or it's Black Lives Matter or any of the other groups that are really just anti-Trump groups or anti-American groups, no Trump, no Wall, no USA at all, they're literally, I have photographs of this. Like I took screenshots of a lot of these different rallies. They're wearing yarmulkes. I find that really weird. You ever notice that they're wearing yarmulkes? You know what else is weird? You read the Jerusalem Post and the the, the Haaretz newspaper and, and others. I've read several of these articles where they say of all people, religious people, political people, whatever, doesn't really matter, that the Jewish people, and this isn't the Jewish people you're thinking about, this is the state of Israel speaking for Jewish people, that the Jewish people are more likely to support homosexuality, more likely to support abortion, more likely to support communism. And that's kind of weird because in 1917, the Tsar was overthrown and the Bolsheviks had their way with Russian men, women, children, families, society, culture, traditions, etc., etc., etc. And after World War I was fought and Germany was in disarray, all throughout the Weimar years of the 1920s, there was a subversive communist element that attempted to over also throw Germany. And in the early 30s, there was resistance to that. And the people that were initially rounded up by the German police and the German military were not groups of Jews who were rounded up simply for being Jews. They were rounded up for being subversive communist infiltrators that attempted to infiltrate schools and the medical profession and law and all sorts of other things. My opinion is that the problem with Hitler was that Hitler identified all Jews as being of this ideological, flawed ideological belief in that of, you know, communist subversi- uh, subversive techniques to overthrow a, a, a country. But I, I don't think all Jews believe that any more than all Christians, uh, whatever. So a lot of people were up, rounded up. A lot of them were Jews. Sort of a similar thing with the Ku Klux Klan, because the Ku Klux Klan didn't just jump off the you know the, their horses and lynch black people. They went after white people first. They attacked white people first. White people who didn't believe that because they were white, they had superiority over blacks. See, white supremacy is not what you think it is. White supremacy isn't a group of people that think, well, I'm better. No, white supremacy is a group of people who say, you are better. Because you're white. Do you believe that? No. Well, you get whipped just like the black man does. White supremacy is a cultural and political tool to convince dumb, poor, retarded people, white in this case, that they are superior to the wealthiest, most intelligent black person in this case. It's a tool of enslavement. It's a tool of enslaving the mind. And so white people were attacked by the Ku Klux Klan, by white people. Don't you see black people attacking black people with Black Lives Matter? And predominantly, 
white people are being attacked by Black Lives Matter for not supporting Black Lives Matter. Even if they believe in the principles of liberty and human freedom for all, they don't support Black Lives Matter. They don't support special preferential treatment for one group of people, and suddenly they're racist. No, see, Black Lives Matter is essentially the Ku Klux Klan. That's right, Black Lives Matter is essentially the Ku Klux Klan. And in fact, their founders, the black slaves they parade around and pretend that they're free, the founders of Black Lives Matter, the one woman said that they are trained Marxists. There's a video of it. She did it in an interview. We are trained Marxists. That's our ideology. And it's really, really creepy when you go and you read their mission statement on their website. You ever done this? Black Lives Matter. Type it in. They'll pull it, Google search will pull it up real quick. You type in B, they take you to the website. They already know what you're looking for. Black Lives Matter. You could be looking up bananas. You type in B, Black Lives Matter comes up. That's where they want you to go. And if you go to their website and type in Black Lives Matter, you go to the website and you, you type in what we believe or mission statement, or you just, I think at the top it says something like what we believe. You click that, and it'll give you this, this two-page article about what they represent, what they, what they work for. And if you read it, I want to read you a few lines of this. It says, we work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and by extension all people. Then they proceed to tell you that some people are not welcome at their events and that some people are not equal to other people. We, we want freedom for black people. Uh, black people got that with the 13th Amendment. Uh, black people got that with the 14th and 15th Amendment. What do you mean you want freedom for black people? Freedom from oppression. How are black people oppressed? If you go to a job and they don't hire you because you're black, you have legal recourse. If someone beats you up on the street, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or they're black or white. If someone beats you up on the street, you got video of it, and the police arrest the person, you know, and, and you were to go to court. You don't think that person's going to probably go to jail if you press charges? Are they going to jail because they're white or because they're black? No, they're going to jail because they committed a crime. They assaulted somebody else. Well, there's systemic racism in the system. I'm sure that there is. There's systemic racism of white people, of Indian people, of white, of black people, of all kinds of people. But that's not America. That is a scourge that's idiotic, stupid thinking. Here's what it says on their website. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. Black people make up 13% of the U.S. population, 13%. Trans people make up 1%, less than a percent in the U.S., about 0.7% to 1% of the entire population. Let's do a little bit of math there. How many black trans people do you think there are? There aren't many. I can give you a hint. There aren't many. Like 0.1% of the population is a black trans, and you, you have a specific section on Black Lives Matter that, 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 that targets that not even a demographic, that, that group of like five people. We are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege. Oh, if you're, if you're heterosexual, you have privileges too. And that wouldn't matter if you're white, because if you're black and you're straight, well, th this doesn't include you. So black boys who are straight, black girls that are straight, doesn't matter, get out of here. 
you're not included. We work to uplift black trans folk. We work to, oh, so we, we, we work to elevate the 0.1% while spitting on the 99.9%. Especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. Wow, these are Soviet talking points and Soviet-style propaganda terms, aren't they? Maybe they're disproportionately addressed because they are less than a half, less than a quarter of a percent of the entire population. Less than an entire percent of the global population, for that matter. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism. Yeah, oh, it'll affirm black women unless the black woman is straight. And then don't bring that heterosexuality in here. Free of misogyny and environments in which men are centered. So that means men couldn't be the talking points of the group, yet the entire group is based on the death of Trayvon Martin by George Zimmerman, who was not white, and based on the death of, oh, of George Floyd, who was a, who was a man. We practice empathy. We engage comrades. Oh, they use the word comrades. That's wonderful. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. Really, because the people that I've spoken to that go to these things have absolutely no clue why they're going. I have a friend who told me, he's like, I just want to go because I like what it represents. I said, what did it represent? He said equality. I said, it doesn't represent equality. It represents the opposite of equality. He said, well, I understand what it stands for. I said, what does it stand for? He's like, I don't know, just equality. He's like, I said, did you read the mission statement? No. Well, then you don't know what it stands for. This is what it stands for. Comrades, special preferential treatment and rights to certain groups of people and saying we stand for equality and freedom when blacks have been free for a long, long time. Over 100 years, blacks have been free. And, and even so, blacks were pretty free in other parts of the country that weren't slaveholding states. Well, these people are so stupid. A lot of blacks didn't have to be freed with the 13th Amendment. They were already free. You know what? A lot of, a lot of poor people came to the U.S. looking for a new start. There were a lot of people that were servants and that were paid and that had, that had housing. Would you call them slaves? Well, only if they're black. Also, what about all the other people that came from, like, Germany and Ireland and France and Russia what about all those people like that that were just people are so stupid. This is just why I have to sit here and go through this, but it's people don't understand what this is, I suppose. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. I've interpreted that a couple of ways. I'm guessing they're saying the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts, the patriarchal practice is supposed to be women, you stay home, and the men will go work. What do you mean the patriarchal practice of women working double shifts? There are plenty of women who go work two jobs and the men take care of the house or work one job and the man takes care. What are these people talking about? We dis here's the best part. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. Well, that is pretty much straight out of the communist handbook. Destroy the family unit. 
why is it Black Lives Matter, who cares about black people, want to destroy the family unit when black communities have, for decades, had their family units decimated? And it leads to more crime. It leads to more drug abuse. It leads to more murder. But they want, this is from their website, we would like to dismantle the nuclear family structure, please. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather, the belief that all in the world are heterosexual. What does that have to do with Black Lives Matter? Because we're focusing on black trans people. What, the, the, the five in the U.S.? What do you mean you focus on black trans people? That'd be like me starting a movement and saying, I support the radio host group that they live by themselves and they have lots of books and they get really frustrated when they hear about black trans people. I'm in that group. Can people, can I support that group? I'm like, I'm one person. Everybody has to be in a group now. Everybody, how about you be in the human group, human family? You want to be in the extended family? We're all part of the human family. But if you start tearing down walls and ripping down identifications, you're going to create a cultural revolution, which is, ah, damn, silly me, exactly what they want. We cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism, too. They don't discriminate on age unless you're an old black person who knows the score or you're an old white or black person who knows how horrible Marxism is, and you try to explain it, oh, they'll discriminate real fast against you then. We embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagement. Well, really, there are a lot of police cars, a lot of windows, a lot of grocery stores, a lot of auto, uh, auto parts stores, a lot of electronic stores, a lot of retail stores, a lot of statues, a lot of government buildings, a lot of people, a lot of private property that would disagree that they practice justice, liberation, and peace. Of course, that's not the whole group. But how can you say that you practice liberation? Liberation from what? What are you oppressed by? Systemic racism. Where is the systemic racism? Black people can't, what can't, what can black people not do that I can do? If white privilege was such a huge thing, I don't think I'd be on air five nights a week asking for money to support this show. Well, you're white. That's why you got a show. No, I have a show because I dedicated literally on some Saturday and Sundays, I would dedicate my entire day to doing research. I put the effort in and then I reap the benefit of what I sow. And if you come and try to take it, well, the law of the jungle, as George H.W. Bush said, The law of the jungle is going to be followed. I'm going to defend myself from you trying to steal my shit. You don't just get to walk in. I mean, I've had people try to do that. Like, well, you know, they'll they'll take one of my, my shows and they'll post it as their own show and say, that's me hosting the show. People have done that on YouTube before. Just steal it. It's yours. Why not? Take it. Fine. Take it. It's yours. That's the place we're at. They're knocking on the door and they're saying, we want everything you have. And it's not just possessions. We want your right to live as a free man or a free woman. It doesn't matter if you're queer, cisgender, trans. It doesn't matter what you are. We want your right. We want your soul is what they want. 
And they don't understand that this is a republic where liberty is preserved by the government, not granted by the government. And that there are elements within government that are subversive, there are elements outside of government, and there are elements that are corporate, that override the government with large amounts of money because people are not principled and say, well, I'm not going to take that money to, 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 to rip off the people I represent. And if the argument is, well, I need that money to be to be a representative, well, then you're not a representative if you're taking money and selling out on the pr- basic principles of which you were elected. You're not a representative. You're no longer a representative of the people. You don't, long, you don't hold power over the people. The United States is not a freaking democracy ruled by a freaking mob with freaking mob tactics. It's a democratic republic founded on the principles of liberty for all people at all times, regardless of all the things that other groups claim to focus on as inherently important. Well, don't you think this group of people matters? All people matter. That's racist. That's violent. No, that's a fact, at least in this country. That's a fact. And if you don't like it, You don't like that idea. And if you don't like it, you don't like that idea. You can stay here. Just don't try to overthrow the republic. Just don't try to take my right to free speech and free expression away. And my right to practice, you know, my religion or practice no religion. You try to take that away. And now I have a right inherently to kick your ass. Otherwise, you can stay here. I'm not going to take you out of the country. Stay here. Take advantage of our system and then try to overthrow it. Stay here. Enjoy yourself. But if you try to mess with people like me, I'm not going to lay down and take it in the ass. That's the bottom line. I know that's like, oh, that's so, that's intimidating. That's aggressive. No, that's just, there, there need to be real men and women again. If there were real men and women again, Real men and women stand up for what's right. Real men and women lay down the law and say, not in my town, not in my city, not in my state, and not in my country. I'm I'm even being nice about it. You can stay. I'm not going to kick you out to China. You can stay here. Enjoy it. Just don't mess with the people that want to live freely. You want to live in a commune and abuse each other? Go live in a commune and abuse each other. That's your right. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. Stay with us. Listening to the Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. A woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus. Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians. Name one. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. 
Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like, you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Power of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Understand the procedure now? Just stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. You know, despite what many people feel about President Donald Trump's administration or his 2016 campaign or the current 2020 campaign, I find it odd that, you know, just like you have companies that have billions and billions of dollars and they won't waive a 99-cent charge on your bill because if they charge everybody 99 cents and everybody acquiesces, they make lots and lots of, of additional money, pure income, pure profit. You know, the companies that blame the customer, they provide no customer service, and yet people still believe that they have their best interests in mind. Yeah, billionaire elitists, billionaire companies, or companies run by billionaires, they really just want to throw their money at you because they care so much. They care, they want to install 5G so you have faster download speeds. Well, I find it hard to believe that on the subject of Trump, anybody could believe that on any level of power in government or when dealing with any kind of great wealth and, by extension, power, 
that anyone, any particular individual or organization could care about them as a person. I don't think any organization cares about me. I I don't think some group cares about me. I think people probably care about me. I know a lot of you care about me. I care about you. I don't think like a group cares about me. I think like Joe Roop, who runs the Fringe, cares about me, but I know that there have been people on this network that don't care about me, that don't like me, that are intimidated by me, and that are, that are frightened off by what I have to say. And people that have wanted me off air on the network, on the freaking network, have wanted me off air because I say things they don't like. I have the right to speak as freely as you do, even if what comes out of your mouth is ignorant and pathetic. Free speech doesn't protect your right not to be offended. You don't have a right to not be offended. You have a right to speak what you think. You don't have a right to not be offended, moron. But I have a hard time believing, don't you, that anybody could just sit there and think, well, I, of course the Congress, you know, as a collective cares. Of course my representatives care. Of course, the, of course Bill Gates cares about me. Why wouldn't he care about me? I mean, look, 5G, they're putting it in because they want me to have a, a faster download speed. I mean, there are those who do care. I mean, I care. Most of us care about each other, whether we're on the Fringe FM or some other network. It's like a little family. A lot of us, you know, we, we, we might be connected to groups, and there are people in those groups that care, and there, are, there certainly are representatives of government that care and try to do the right thing. We, we trust all of this without any skepticism. And we choose all of this without any, uh, without any question. We, we trust authority, and by extension, our perceptions, all of it, on, on faith. Authority is a cult, and authority is a dogma. Scientific, medical, and political authority, by perception only, these are the high priests and the high priest cults. Scientific authority, medical authority, and political authority. These are cults. Since real authorities make mistakes and they can admit to these mistakes, they can learn and grow. And the absence of real authority has left the door open for cultural engineers who tell us that two plus two is racist. They tell us men are bad and worse than women, but black women are better than white women, yet black men are worse than white women, though when compared to Jews, all of these groups lose. The open door left to authority without question is the rule not by authority, but by authoritarianism by authoritarians. These are not authorities, these are authoritarians. It's the result of apathy, lethargy. It's the result of both apathetic citizens and an apathetic and power-hungry governing body collectively and individually. It's, it's the rating of the public treasury, as a famous professor once said. When those who are concerned with this increase in power begin to resist it, they often find refuge in its resistance, wherever it may come about, which is often part of the very same power structure. They feel that they have some kind of control, some kind of, some kind of uh, safe place to go because they don't support the administration or they do support the administration. They don't want to be subject to the deep state, so they oppose the deep state. They oppose the cabal. And in this way, Trump's administration, I've talked about this so many times before, he, this guy's a savior, a white knight, a hero, fighting against the dark forces of the deep state. People have picked up this dogma, theology, faith, 
etc., I imagine just as easily of those as those who manufactured it hoped that they would. And others have picked up on the opposite of this, that Trump is not a savior, he's an antichrist, he's not a white knight, he's a dark knight. He's not a hero, he's a villain. And he's fighting against freedom. And he's a racist and he's a sex. All these this is just how they, they paint. This is how they they do their artwork culturally. It's the Reddit forums and the QAnon groups. These are the people that are promoting Pizzagate. They're promoting the, the, the new Wayfair conspiracy. That that this company called Wayfair, an American e-commerce company, sells furniture and home goods with the names of children at very expensive prices because they're actually trafficking kids. This is based on nothing except an anonymous post on Reddit. And yet this thing gets legs and it runs and runs and runs and runs and runs all over the world. But the people that are like, dude, Wayfair, this is the new Pizzagate, man. They're like, they're like, it's just walnut sauce and hot dogs and, and burgers and ice cream and watermelon. These, it's all code word for the Illuminati, man. And I'm like, well, well, listen here, man. It's more like Jeffrey Epstein as the Minotaur in the maze being fed children operating weird eugenics Liebensborn programs out of Azora Ranch in New Mexico where a bunch of other satanic cults have operated recently and been busted. Where he's blackmailing world leaders and he's blackmailing politicians, prime ministers, presidents. They're involved, lawyers, educators, media personalities. He's blackmailing all kinds of people. And you're concerned over a hashtag on the internet and a weird subreddit post, which is admittedly and acknowledged now to be owned by communist China to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars that they own Reddit. These are modern tactics of psychological warfare. Don't worry about what Epstein was doing when he was alive. Focus on what he did after he died. Nothing. He didn't kill himself, right? Focus not on Epstein's network and Prince Andrew and all the powerful, wealthy people involved. Focus on Wayfair and Pizzagate. That'll make it a lot easier for you to understand what's going on. That's where the real meat of the pizza is. People subscribe to Q. They subscribe to Pizzagate. They subscribe to Wayfair all in the same way. Dogma, faith, a hope. A really sadistic hope. I, I like. I hope this is. I hope Wayfair is real because this gives me a mean. This gives me purpose. I mean, all the Q people and all the Pizzagate people, and now I'm sure all these Wayfair people, all of these groups are really no different than Black Lives Matter. They're really no different than the Ku Klux Klan. They're really no different than any other group of people that get together collectively. They form an ideological foundation, and then they criticize anyone who doesn't support that ideological foundation, doesn't see the world the same way. They are, by definition, cults, just like I told that scumbag slimeball Jordan Sather to his freaking face. You are a cult leader. There's video of it. Told that scumbag right to his face, you're a cult leader. Because he is. He's a cult leader. The Wilcock cult. All of it. It's a cult. You think John of God's a cult? You think Nexium's a cult? Oh, they're cults. Nothing like the Epstein cult. You think Pizzagate's a cult? You think Wayfair's a cult? The only cult are the people that believe it without question. That's the cult. 
It's meant to discredit and deflect criticism. It's just like a couple of um, days ago, I think it was Saturday, maybe it was yesterday morning, I think it was Saturday, but there was a Black Lives Matter group up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, I think it was, and they were using a child as shield, as a shield to deflect, uh, you know, people defending themselves or whatever. I mean, Antifa, that's an Antifa tactic. Antifa's done that for a long time. That's what they've always done. They, they use crippled people, old people, women, children, mentally retarded people. And then when you go to hit hit them because they've assaulted you, you go to fight back, they throw grandma in front of you, you hit grandma. They're like, look at the Nazis. Look at the Nazis. She, the people that subscribe to Q and all these conspiracies, whatever the hell they are, I don't even know what they are. I don't have the energy to even really think about it. But whatever they are, I, I, I do believe that as these groups provide people with some kind of perceived meaning, some kind of like understanding that I'm in control, just like Black Eyes Matter and Antifa and Me Too, it provides people that otherwise just have nothing to live for or people that are exploited who really just are loving, caring, peaceful people. It exploits that goodwill and brings them into the cult. That, that all these groups believe in essentially the same thing, that because you really haven't accomplished anything in life, because you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything. Since you don't stand for everything and you fall for everything, you fall for dangerous ideologies and dangerous cults that are intended, their intention, that are intentionally created to overthrow the culture, the society, and the free world that you live in. At least here in the United States, I can speak freely about this. And you could say, well, you still have free speech. You just don't get it, do you? It's not about... Me having free, I have sort of free speech right now, but there are a lot of things I can say that, and and they do get me in in trouble. I don't get fined or the network doesn't get mad at me, but people will get upset and they'll call for me to be kicked off air. They'll call for me to be removed from the internet because they don't like what I said. Well, listen here, asshole. I don't like what you said, so I'm going to ban you now. But see, there's the, there's the conundrum. Just because I don't like what you said doesn't mean that I'm going to ban you. Because I might not believe what you say. I might not support what you say. But I certainly will defend your right to say. I'll defend your right to blasphemy me. You know, often that gets turned around to people like, well, I'm wearing a mask to protect you. I don't believe in what you're saying, but I will wear a mask to protect you anyway. That's not how it works. Healthy people don't make sick people sicker. And if I'm a healthy person and you're a healthy person, how am I going to make you sick? You could have the COVID anyway. You could be asymptomatic. Well, you know, the initial study was flawed. There's no asymptomatic transmission. Heretic, you don't believe in science? Well, have you read the scientific papers? I don't have to. Fauci said so. Walk off with a smug look. Some guy called me an asshole in the store again the other day. I'm walking around. I'm grabbing some cashews. I was going to make some cashew cheese. And somebody came around, they're like, you don't have a mask? You know, real arrogantly, like they're my mom or something. I said, uh, no. And the guy said, you should be wearing a mask. I said, why would I wear a mask? I don't have to wear a mask. There's no law. There's no mandate. There's nothing. I can't. Executive order. Well, executive order allows for exemptions. And then rather than looking at me, he turns his head with, he's got a mask and gloves. And he walks off. He's like, you're just an asshole. Yells, yells it around the corner. Really just 
really good, you know, really not, I love having these intellectual conversations with people. Just like the guy the other night that said, um, it was like a month ago, this guy said to me, I, I, I go into the uh, Topps grocery store like a month ago, and this guy who doesn't work there, he just is looking at me, he's like, you, you there. He said, you, you got to wear a mask. And I said, no, I don't. And, I, and he said, yes, you do. And I said, no, I don't. I said, there's an executive order that if you read it is not only not enforceable, it allows for exemptions for medical reasons, which include anxiety, heart problems, lung problems, or just general uncomfortableness. And I don't have to tell you anything about my medical condition. That's against federal law. And I cited the federal law. And he looks at me and said, you've got a medical condition. Didn't address anything else I said because I fried his brain. And I said, yeah, I actually do have a medical condition. I don't have to tell you anything about it. So he got in my face with his finger and said, you're a cunt. It's a quote. So I can say it on air. It's a quote. He told me that right to my face. And I said, no, I'm informed. And I walked away. See, that's the thing. All this is intimidation. It's fear. People are like, well, they're going to close my business down, take my license away, they're going to find me. Well, they may try to do those things, and there's legal recourse if that happens, but I don't think I've heard of a single business having their license pulled. There might have been a few, but there have been more than a few businesses that have stayed open. Fear, intimidation, threats, that's what this all is. And those who support it The system knows those are the Mao brigades. Those are the Red Guards. Those are the cultural revolutionaries ready at the beck and call of the party to carry out the revolution. And then there will be revolutions carried out against those as well because those who have no sense of self-worth and who think that they're doing the right thing even when presented with information to prove that they're wrong, those people are weak. And the system doesn't have any need for weak people. So like Yuri Bezdemov said, the former KGB agent, he said, these people that think they'll get power, they'll be lined up against the wall and shot. And they will be. You think you're a revolutionary with your little red bandana and your little scarf and your little mask? You are a useful idiot, just like the racist piece of trash Karl Marx said. You're a useful idiot. By the way, some of you might have seen on InfoWars, if you follow Alex Jones, they had an article up about Marx and how he was racist. We did a show on that like a week and a half ago, a big show on how Karl Marx was an absolute racist. You read his writings. He was a racist. So if Black Lives Matter is literally founded on Marxist ideology, I don't know how that's not a contradiction and not hypocritical when they say they're against racism, but yet they're founded on the ideology of a well-known racist who believed in perpetual class warfare. It's astounding. So who supports this system? Who believes in it? Who will do what the system tells them to do? And who will not support the system? You can call them, you know, patriots. I don't want to call them patriots, though. They're, you can call them, you know, members of the republic. They're, they're Republicans. No, what it is, is anyone who says, I will not lay down. You can kill me, but you're going to have to kill me on my feet 
and you're going to have to defend against the fists that I'm about to throw your way. And if you can defeat me in battle, then you'll kill me. But you're not going to kill me laying down by driving a sword into my chest. You're not going to lay me down on the ground in the jet plane position like they used to do in communist China to, to, to mock people with a dunce hat cap on naked and have people spit on them for hours while they're denouncing, hoping that they don't get shot in the head. I'm a bad person. I'm a subversive. I'm a capitalist. And then they get shot anyway. They make you beg because they're weak. And the party's ultimately weak, but they, they profess to be powerful. And they don't want any weakness. So they constantly have to destroy those elements that are weak or, or those elements they, they feel may become weak to bring in new strong elements that ultimately become weak the moment they are integrated into the party. And the whole thing, who supports who? That's what the whole show's based on tonight. The Hundred Flowers Administration, the Hundred Flowers Campaign, that's really what Trump's campaign is all about this year. Did you know that? It's about the Hundred Flowers. And I don't think it's because Trump's organizing it. I think it just is. Because the Hundred Flowers campaign, termed also the Hundred Flowers movement, was a period in 1956 in China during which the Communist Party offered and encouraged citizens to express openly their opinions of the communist regime. And people at first were like, nah, I don't want to do that. You guys shot my wife. I don't think I want to express my displeasure. They're like, no, 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 it's good, comrade. You tell us what we did wrong. Did we do something wrong? Yes, tell us what we did wrong. Well, you raped my wife, killed her, took my house, took my kids. You raped my kid in front of me, then you slit his throat, and you dumped his body in the backyard and burned it, made me watch, and then dig it up. And, you know, you did a lot of really bad stuff to my village. And that's what you think of the Communist Party? Mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Is that what you want me to think? No, it's, comrade, it's, you tell us what you think. Well, I think you guys are a bunch of thugs, thieves, and scumbags. All right, we'll, 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 we'll tell the proper authority what you think. And then you get a knock on the door, and the Red Guards come in, and they pull you limb from limb. You say bad things about party, now you die. I mean, <laughs> the history, is it's, it's laughable, because this is what's happening now. I'm not saying Trump is part of this. No, 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 no. I'm making a comparison between what Trump's administration is being used for, who will wear the mask, who will follow orders, who will lay down, who will take it, who will allow their kids to be taken, who will be vaccinated, who will support the new world order, who will support the new normal, who will support the destruction of culture and society and traditions and habits and customs, who will support the destruction of human freedom, human liberty, and the human race. All those in favor, raise your hand. And everybody that raises their hand They'll be exterminated, of course. They'll be exterminated, of course, but those people that raise their hand, they'll get power just for a little bit of time, just like the magician who makes the deal with the demon. They feel all this power, like that movie with Johnny Depp, right, where, where they've got the books that Lucifer wrote, and the guy feels like he's got all this power. Then he's like, the power is incredible. He lights himself on fire. And, and, and then the deal with the devil goes south pretty quick because the devil's a trickster and wanted his soul. Who will sell out? This guy sells out, he lights himself on fire, he's got all this power, and then, oh, oh no, it's burning, it's burning, and then he dies. And Johnny Depp lived. So the ninth circle or something, right? Seventh gate or the ninth gate or something like that. That's what it is. It's like, 
I have all this power. I feel so good with their masks on. I have all this power, all this power. Eventually, that power is going to burn you because you didn't do anything to morally or naturally obtain it. It was given to you. You don't understand it. You don't appreciate it, and you can't control it. You ever play Pokemon? You get a Pokemon, you level up with some rare candies. You got that rare candy cheat. You level the Pokemon up. They get to level like 50, and you're still in the first gym. And now the Pokemon won't listen to you because you didn't do anything to earn the level. And most of the time in their, what does it say, in their confusion, they hurt themselves and kill themselves. You can't just be handed the keys to the universe by making a deal with the devil for power. This should be really elementary. But that's how what we call God weeds out those who are willing to put in the work and those who are willing to take the easy way and the easy road out. And the 100 Flowers campaign right now, it's all about who is going to support what Trump represents. And that's basically just America at this point. Who, Amer- the, the, the country is in freefall collapse, but the republic still stands. The image of the country is collapsing. The republic is still there. But we're not focused on the republic. We're focused on Trump and Trump and America. And that's all fine. That's okay. But Trump is being used. The administration is being used. The Hunter Flowers campaign to see who will support the global system and who will oppose it. And all those in opposition, raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Why are you counting us? We're just getting a head count. One, two, three, four. Okay, you write down their address and their phone numbers and their names and all that stuff. Why are you getting our address? Just we want to make sure we send you a thank you letter. And then y'all get shot. That's the 100 Flowers campaign. That's what the Trump administration is. Oh, and by the way, I brought into studio tonight a really excellent book called The Cultural Revolution. I highly, highly recommend it. And in this book, it talks about the cultural revolution in China. And uh, I could just flip through this and read like random highlighted quotations, but there are some things in here that are really important, like here's a quote by Mao Zedong at a at a birth at his birthday party in the sixties, nineteen sixty six. He gave a toast and said, To the unfolding of nationwide civil war. Well that's definitely Mao Zedong. He wanted civil war in the country. You know that Mao Zedong also wanted to smash the police, smash prosecutors, smash courts because he believed they were all infiltrated by class enemies. In other words, the chairman wanted to destroy the police, get rid of the police, defund the police. And instead of relying on police, who he thought were tainted by their association with the old order, the legacy system, you know, the state council turned to soldiers to assume some of the more urgent tasks of law enforcement, like the citizens' patrols that will be given red bandanas in Minneapolis to go around and police the city based on what they think. This is, this is like mainstream news based on what they think is a violation of law. Like if you paint over a Black Lives Matter memorial or whatever the hell it is, a mural. Oh, also, you know, during the Cultural Revolution, they closed down parks and cinemas and museums and amusement parks, amusement arcades. They even shut down walkways so people couldn't take walks. Well, that kind of sounds like what's happening with COVID-19. See, you look at history as this one solidified, centralized thing that everything that happened in history would have to happen all at once 
and it would have to happen exactly like it did in history for it to be a repeating of history. But no, 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 no. That's not how history works. Closing down cinemas, closing down stores, telling people they can't walk, telling people also they have to wear face masks. You know that that came out of the communist revolution in China? Face mask wearing. Because people told that they were told that there's, there's diseases everywhere. And that other countries launched chemical, biological attacks on China. None of it was true, of course. But they were told it, that it was true. People believed it, and so they went around cleaning the cities, and they started wearing masks in the early 50s. That's why Chinese today still wear masks. Yeah, it's for pollution, but that's why they started wearing masks, because they were told that there was a, there was a, a pandemic of poisons and pollutions and toxins and chemicals that were going to kill people. And they proceeded through the Cultural Revolution to close down society and collectivize farms, steal property, destroy the police. I mean, do any of these things like, I don't know, kind of ring a bell? You think about it, like think about how diabolic this is. Mao Zedong came to power, said political power comes out of the barrel of a gun, but then took the guns from the people, took their land from them, took their livelihoods, and said we're going to make everybody equal because the communist system is an equal and just system. And in order to create an equal and just system, they took things from people who earned it and gave it to, th- gave it to people who didn't earn it. And then even those people had those things taken from them. People had no initiative, no incentive. Mass famine set in. Brainwashing increased. Intimidation increased. Violence increased. Hundreds of millions were ultimately slaughtered in China. 30 million in the Soviet Union. And yes, Nazi Germany, they slaughtered about 11 million people. The funny thing is, though, the 11 million people that they murdered, speaking generally, were the people that were murdering 30 million people in Russia and 100 million people in China. Generally speaking. And then Mao said, we want to get rid of the police. And he also didn't believe in higher education because educators don't know anything. Intellectuals don't know anything. Two plus two equals five. And he wanted to destroy culture and all things that were beautiful. You know that the Nazis wanted to preserve all things that were beautiful, not destroy them. You can say, Ryan, what are you, a Nazi? No, I'm not a Nazi moron. Why would I be a Nazi? I'm a human. I'm alive. Blood is pumping through my veins. I have a heart. I have emotion. I have spirit. I have intellect. I'm aware. I'm conscious. And I believe in liberty for all people. And if you don't stand for that, you can stay in this country. Why do I care? You have just as much a right to it as I do, but you don't have a right to tear it down and strip those things from me. Nor do you have a right to strip them from other people. And tyrants know, historically, you can get power for a little bit of time, but just like the subversive elements, just like all the useful idiots that go out and rape and pillage, and they think they get power, and then maybe they do for a little bit, but then they ultimately are shot in the head. Tyrants don't last much longer. They have power for a little bit of time, and then they lose all that power. I'd rather just be comfortable being myself and protecting others and knowing that when push comes to shove, wherever there is the animation of the human spirit and the fire passion for liberty, 
There will be those who will stand next to you and me in that battle, whether it's culturally, whether it's physically even. I never wanted to join the military or do anything like that, but defending those principles are worth dying for. And so I say, and say it with me, you give me liberty or you will have a fight to the death. And at least I can say I will die on my feet. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM.